Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. To Awakening Divine Wildness. I get so excited about the amazing people that I get to talk to when I do these shows. And I hope you're liking them as much as I am. And if you are, you've got to go over to iTunes and give us a good rating, five stars, because that will help the podcast to grow. Today, I'm honored to have the woman that I'm going to be speaking to. Her name is Deanna Coyle, and she's the founder of Vesta, Redefining Divorce. And her business is dedicated to helping people through the divorce process through seminars, professional resources, and social events. After her own financially and emotionally draining divorce, Deanna led the charge and created specific programs to educate, empower, and guide people through the crucial decisions and considerations before, during, and after a divorce. In 2015, Deanna left her successful financial planning business to focus solely on building Vesta, which means the keeper of family, hearth, and home. She's dedicated to transforming the divorce process by helping people avoid courtroom battles and the resulting anger, resentment, and hurt that affects all people involved and instead focus on the emotional, financial, and physical health and well-being of both parents and children. This girl comes with some heavy credentials. She has more than 20 years of financial experience, including six years as a financial advisor and seven years as a securities analyst on Wall Street. She graduated cum laude with a BA degree in economics from Mount Holyoke College and received her MBA from the Amos Tuck School of Dartmouth College. She lives in Natick and she successfully co-parents with her two boys, her two boys, Sean and Ryan, with her ex-husband. Deanna, thank you, girl, for coming on to the show. Thank you so much, Mel. It's wonderful to see you as always. You know, I love your energy. You are effervescent positive and the work that you're doing is so meaningful and I know that everyone that has a mission and a purpose was inspired by obviously significant challenge in their own lives right. and I know I have gone through a divorce and, I'm, and I know that you have. I'm just going to read you some notes that I made when I was going through mine. It just shows you where we go emotionally. Divorce is the most Mentally overwhelming and emotionally draining process, it's a waste of your valuable time and resources. It feels like you're bleeding out from a major wound. And any moment, you will lose consciousness. And that's what it feels like. Wow. Wow. That I just getting emotional. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's... It's, it is the most challenging thing, you know, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, um, 
you know, you have no idea what to expect and you don't know where to turn. It's not something that's, you know, it's becoming more kind of widely talked about with some resources out there, but just not the same as, for example, if you, you know, lose a spouse through death. Um, and your emotions are all over the place. And, you know, when your emotions are high, that's kind of when your, your common sense and judgment is low. Um, anger or, you know, resentment and things like that, the, an upset that people are feeling, that really clouds, like, you know, their ability to, to think clearly and to really look at, like, what is my goal? Like, what is going to get us to the other place where we can be our best, and um, especially when children are involved? Um, so, yes, it's, it's a really um, trying time, and and also the person that you have been building a life with and you gen probably have been trusted the most, all of a sudden is on the other side of the table. They're your adversary. And um, so people are not trusting. They don't know who to turn to. And they, they just, you know, their emotions are all, all over the place. And that's why um, trusted guidance is so important and really um, becoming part of a community where they feel they belong. They finally feel they're not alone. And they finally feel that they can talk to people who know exactly what they're going through. What was your divorce like? Oh, goodness. It was long and draining. Um, it took three years, and my kids who were young, um, when my ex and I separated, they were just four and six. And I had given up my career to be a stay-at-home mom, so I didn't have plans to go back into the workforce. So that was so tough because, you know, I had built my whole life to do you know, as you mentioned, being a securities analyst on Wall Street and gave that up, I um, became a mother later in life. So I didn't have plans to go back into the workforce. So after a few years of being out of the workforce and then now realizing I needed to go back and build something for myself, build a, a career, um, I couldn't go back to what I used to do. It wasn't available anymore if you're out of that type of industry for even a year um, it's incredibly hard to get back in. So I started looking for jobs that were entry-level research type of positions, and um, the recruiters wouldn't even send me on an, um, on an interview because they said I was overqualified. So I had no idea what I was going to do to make money again and to really provide for myself and for my kids. This is a major issue for women because right. many women give up a thriving career to raise children. The husband never alters his lifestyle or income earnings or whatever. So when a woman is thrown into the, the confusion and the pain of a divorce, if she doesn't have the ability to stand up and advocate for herself, one, through the process, and then two, look at rebuilding her life you know, with a new career and everything else, and maybe new housing, and it's massive. They're lost. They, they absolutely are lost. How can we prevent that? Yes, so, um, and, and, and another thing that I didn't mention was that we, uh, we couldn't agree on, on the terms um, the main things that people fight about, of course, are the children, you know, custody, and, and then also the money. How do we divide our assets? 
And um, we spent a lot of money on attorneys, and we sold our house at a time when we didn't get, um, we lost a lot of value, um, what we had invested into it and um, money we put into it. And that didn't have to be that way. So how we can help people is for them to, you know, the, the events that we have, we have, you know, educational seminars, we have social events, and we have um, divorce retreats. So people can come um, to our events, and then if they're not able to make it, I, I talk with them, and I connect them with the people that are going to be able to guide them. So I think, you know, a mistake that people make often is just going marching right into an attorney's office and then just getting started in the process. There's a lot of educating the things they can do to plan and prepare, preparing documents. Um, we have um, amazing financial advisors that will work with people on a complimentary basis, and they can help guide them to let them know, like, these are the next steps you should do. Um, I would recommend talking with a variety of our trusted um, attorneys Seeing, you know, seeing what their options are, seeing who's the best fit for them and what the best process would be, whether it's uh, something that they, you know, can do on their own um, or whether they use a mediator or whether they, it's going to be litigation, depending on what their situation is. But there's so many mistakes that people make and mistakes that I made that are incredibly costly financially and emotionally and also the effect on, on the children. You know, we also have, you know, parenting coaches, and we have, um, we have people, um, therapists and life coaches and people in all different areas who can really help um, guide someone through the process and guide them through it, you know, intentionally, and we say with confidence. And that's important because this is a process that absolutely rips the confidence right out of your heart. Absolutely. You're standing there so fearful because everything you have is on the line. And that's a terrifying place to be. I consider myself a smart woman. I interviewed three attorneys to kind of understand the process and yeah. what they thought would happen. And after right. I interviewed those three attorneys, they were all pretty much saying the same thing. Then I suggested, yeah. let's go to a mediator. And the mediator came out with almost the same information financially as these three attorneys. Mm -hmm. And my ex-husband said, screw that. I'm not doing that. I'll, you know, you know, no way. And so right. I wanted to do it quickly, quietly, uh, but he was in total disagreement with the mediator. Yeah. And right. so, mediation. next thing yeah, you know, it worked in certain situations. Yeah. You know, and that's unfortunate because then each party has to hire an attorney. Right. And I was so disappointed in my legal representation. Um, mm. My attorney, presented herself very strongly, but when it really came to the legal process, I did not find her that strong and uh, right. really felt that I was advocating more for myself throughout the process. Right. But I, I was determined to wrap it up quickly. I was not going to let this drag on for a year or two years. I was not going to be drained financially for something that was so unpleasant and ugly. Right. Are there any tips on maybe how to get through mediation? Yes. So, so mediation, you know, is is only going to work in certain situations, and you know, you have to have, um, you know, 
both sides agreeable to, to working something out. And I think if, if, if there's like a power, when a person is in more of a position of, you know, you know, power or, you know, it, it depends on the relationship. But um, I would recommend um, if, if someone does use a mediator that they still have their own counsel on the side. That way they are able to keep down the legal expenses um, by working with the mediator, but they still have someone who's their advocate because the mediator um, helps them reach, you know, come to an agreement, but they don't give legal advice and they don't, you know, advocate for either side. They're impartial. Um, in terms of an attorney, yes, you can meet with them and, you know, they can tell you all these things and you have no idea how they're going to actually be. That's why, you know, we have, you know, vetted out um, all of our professionals um, and the attorneys are especially important. Um, so we have, you know, I hear, well, actually one of the attorneys in our group is someone that helped me through my divorce and was incredible and also um, helped me again when my um, ex took me back to court um, a couple of years ago. And the other attorneys that we have, I, I know who they are from just getting to know them and also the experience that um, people who have used them, people who have come through our group and used them, um, tell me their experience with them. That has been very positive. Now, the thing that I see that's so sad is women living in a home, the husband moves, he gets very comfortable, and then the wife is forced, like you were, to sell your home and get out. And, I mean, they're so overwhelmed with the loss of the marriage and the loss of their expectations and how they thought they were going to live their life. And now they're, they have to move out of a home, move into something that's probably significantly less, and yeah. move children out of schools. Is there any strategy there, I mean, to put, to... I remember my mom years ago, she used to say, a woman should never leave the castle. Never <laughs> leave the castle. You know, hang in there, stay there as long as you can, you know, to... Um, to keep your children from being disrupted, from you know changing schools, you know, is, is there any way to 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 do that, to negotiate that in this day and age? That look at, you, I'll stay in the house. Uh, you contribute to the you know the carrying costs. What you contribute will come out at the end when we sell it. That will go on your side of the you know, spreadsheet, mm -hmm. and it will come off my side. Is there, any, you know, there's some smart things that can be done so that women can stay in their homes? Okay, so there there are um, ways to achieve that. Um, what I would recommend is, um, that it, as I mentioned earlier, like the financial advisors that we have, meet with them. Um, they, they'll take a look at your financial situation, and you tell them what's important to you. And what, what do you, um, you know, look at your budget and look at the assets that you have and help figure out ways that they can be divided to achieve what you want. Um, it may not be possible to stay in the home, but there are also ways to then, you know, rent in the same school district so that your children don't have to move. But you can look at a, a variety of strategies and take that into account into where you want to be years from now and to see, map out a strategy for getting there. You know, Diana, I've heard something else that's very disturbing, that a man's behavior, what he did to ruin the bonds of his marriage are insignificant in the eyes of the court. 
Um, yes, and also, obviously, it could be, you know, um, the wife. It right. could be, you know, both parties. Um, Massachusetts is a no-fault state. So um, they don't take into account things like, you know, infidelity. Um, where they would take it into account is, you know, if, if the behavior um, had, you know, a fi um, financial effect, for example, if somebody was seeing someone else and put them up in an apartment or something, and they would take that into account. Um, and also, you know, what the you know, effect on the children is, but they don't look at, you know, behavior in itself um, and, and, and take that into account. Isn't that interesting? Has Massachusetts always been no fault? I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, it was, but when you got divorced, it, it was no fault? No. Yes. No. Yes. Interesting. Because uh, in all the stories I hear about divorce, and it seems now that the percentage of people that are walking around, what, what what's the percentage? 60, 70% are divorced? That's, yeah, I don't know the exact numbers, but it is, it's about 50%. Yeah. And then second marriages, interestingly, is higher, right. um, closer to 70%, and then third marriages even higher than that. Well, who would ever do it a third time? Oh, my God. Be <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just seems well, part of it is, and also what we have, you know, when I talk about the therapists and the life coaches and the relationship coaches that we have in our group, a lot of it is examining yourself. And what part did you play? And and what um, you know? What are you looking for that you really need to find first within yourself? Find the happiness and the self-esteem within yourself before you go out and you know find who who is going to be your good match. Um, it of all the stories I hear of divorce, I would say one out of twenty-five. I hear where the man, you know, got taken over and was, you know, got in court, got hit hard for alimony or whatever. All the others, it seems that the women come out and they just are stripped financially. And they're, they're like spinning. They just don't know what to do next. Is it really, is it really a, a fair process? I mean, it, I wonder when I hear the horror stories of these women with children and, and how they're left, I've, I only know one man that really ended up paying a hefty alimony and maybe his wife didn't really deserve it. And I'm not sure he had, you know, he had good money, but I, it just seems that I always hear these horror stories about women getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, well, I, I see, you know, both sides. Um, I think the, the main thing is just, for, for each side to really have have the support and the you know the the, um, the, the guidance to, to help them make an informed decision but I have heard you know both sides where people have you know maybe trusted you know their their, their um, soon to be ex and um, and made decisions without getting you know the proper legal counsel or agreeing to things that they don't really understand you know the long-term impact. But I, I do see you know it happens on both sides, but it really just comes down to getting the, the proper um, representation or the proper people you know supporting you and giving you guidance. So if someone suspects that their marriage is unraveling and 
they're not sure what they should do. What would be the first step that you would recommend? So we have people come to our events, um, our seminars, and um, our retreats, and as well as people who, who aren't able to make it for whatever reason that, you know, I, I talk with them on the phone. And um, they there's a lot of people who are just in the, haven't even talked to their spouse about it. It's just something they're considering. And they just want to see, like, what their options are and, and get more um, insight into what could be involved. So I, I you know, think that is very smart to kind of um, – to, to know how to kind of plan for it. And so, you know, some of some important things that are, you know, easy to do that people don't really think about is just, you know, finding out like all getting making copies of all your financial documents and for things and in, in accounts that you have online, you know, getting um, making sure that you know, you know, the passwords and everything, but to make copies of things. Because I've heard stories of, you know, someone who um, you know, they're their ex reporting their financial situation and they might leave things out of, of that document and then they have a copy and say, hey, what about this account? You know, you don't have that in there. Because um, the paperwork that you do for a court is extensive. It is a lot. Yes. yes. And it's very overwhelming. Absolutely. And, and if there's two attorneys involved, you may have to do what they call discoveries, where you've got to produce all these documents and copies of everything. Um, right. And going back three years, yeah. all your credit cards, your you know your bank accounts. Um, it, it's a lot of information to gather. Yes. And that in itself can just like overwhelming. Yep. It is so overwhelming. Right, and that's something where I think people can prepare, prepare gather that information, and again, with, with help from people in, in, in my group, um, including the, you know, the financial people, can let them know, like, these are, you know, help them gather everything, and so that then when they meet with the attorney, they have that information, and then the attorney's not helping them gather everything, you know, using billable hours, as well as, you know, writing down, like, their story, and and having something that they can present to the attorney so that they're not in there using the hours explaining their situation. People tend to use, you know, the um, attorney sometimes as therapist. That's obviously incredibly expensive therapy, and it's not like what the attorneys want to do or what, the, what, what their expertise is. There's a lot of things that people can do to prepare to cut down on attorney fees. Because it doesn't take long to rack up a $20,000 bill. Absolutely. It goes by really, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Now, what I love about you is that you're now successfully co-parenting with your ex. Yes. Yep. There's peace. You've got a good relationship, pretty, pretty, pretty you know, working situation with him and calm. And right. yeah, you've, you've moved past the dispute, and now you've you've done a lot of work so that you can have a successful relationship and do this co-parenting. Absolutely, that's so, so important. I mean, obviously, for our children, I mean, that's our main goal is for them to be, you know, happy, you know, well-adjusted adults. And that's not going to happen, you know, if we're bickering or if we're doing things that a lot of people do without realizing the impact, you know, using their kids as messengers or bad-mouthing. 
you know, bad mouthing the spouse to the children. That is, those things are incredibly harmful. Um, so, and it's also for yourself. Like when you are in that kind of um, situation where there's conflict, it is incredibly emotionally draining. So, so you know, what happened happened. You can't go back and change it. All you can do is change like who you are and what you do going forward. And you can't change the other person, but I definitely believe like how you are towards them can have an, an effect on how they are towards you. And so I really did a lot of self-reflection and, you know, and try to look at things from my ex's side because that is really, um, that's the only place where you really can build from, really looking at something from someone else's point of view and talking to them in a way that's really productive as opposed to counterproductive. And I think it's important that people, especially for women, get over the anger, get over the resentment, because in order to move on with your own life and maybe even create a new relationship, yes. you, need, you need to heal that wound. Right. Okay, but now here's a tricky question. Okay. <laughs> How long should a woman wait before really thinking about getting into another relationship? I have seen some crazy things. The ink wasn't even dry on the documents, and I have seen women move another guy into their house that they just met. Not like he was behind the scenes, or they're, they're, they're jumping into another commitment so quickly, I am like, are you kidding me? You haven't even gotten over this one. So what's appropriate? I think that's a big yeah, question well, for women. I, I, mean, I think it really depends on the situation, but you are so right that, you know, people, um, you know, if they're looking to heal a hurt and they're, they're doing that by getting into a relationship too soon, you know, that relationship doesn't have much of a chance. And really need time to be on your own, to have some self-reflection and to really work on yourself. What, you know, what do you need in your life? Like, um, what is, um, and, and as I said earlier, like learning to find, you know, the happiness and, and the self-esteem and the confidence within yourself and not looking to find happiness from someone else. So once you're, have done that self-reflection and so it could be a different amount of time for different people right but you know I, I think it would you know be very helpful to meet with you know a therapist and or a life coach and you know or a relationship coach and really look at like who who they are and, and um, whether they're really ready to start something and of course there's a whole nother issue involved when, when there's kids right um, in terms of looking at what's best for the kids I just love this organization that you've put together. And Thank you. And I the, do too. <laughs> and the fact that there's everything there. You have attorneys, financial planners, um, some real estate people, some therapists, some coaches, so that someone can go that's just putting the foot on the bridge of, of breaking up their marriage and they can get answers and comfort and guidance to do the right steps and not yeah. get into some major legal conflict that drains them financially, that drains their children. I just think it's beautiful work. I was so impressed when I met you and heard about this. So <clears throat> I want you to tell our listeners how yeah. they can get a hold of you, your website, ad you know, your domain name, 
how they can reach out if there's a contact, you know, on the website, a form that they need to fill out, anything like that. Let us know. Shoot, give us all the goods. Yes, absolutely. So um, people are welcome to reach out to me directly. Um, my cell number is 508-333-3191. And we also have um, an email set up, and it is team, T-E-A-M, at vestadivorce.com. So that's V-E-S-T-A divorce.com. They can also go on to our website. And our website is vestadivorce.com. And there'd be a form there that they could fill out to get on our mailing list. And they can get all the information. And there's uh, links to events that we have and to all of our resources and a, a host of other things. And um, we're going to... Um, and, and we have, you know, weekly blogs that we have on there with, with really useful information. And then if they sign up for the newsletter, you know, that comes out probably once every um, every two weeks or so. And it will have helpful information and information um, about our events. Wonderful. I wish I had met you about two years ago. <laughs> I Me could have too. absolutely used VESTA so and gone often. to the functions. I definitely could have used the guidance. But it's wonderful. You're doing great work, and it's something that is so, so needed. So, Absolutely, it. and I'm so happy to have met you when we did. So Wonderful. Thank you, Deanna. You have a beautiful day. Thank you day. so much, Mel. It's been wonderful talking with you. Great. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend. And leave some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MalduaneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.